Welcome back to a brand new edition of Virtue's Brand of Wrestling right here on TheBigVitoBrand.com. And I am Virtue going solo this week, but that ain't going to stop me because I have some discussion about WWE and their group retribution. And this angle has been going on for a couple of months. And I want to backtrack all the way to when I first saw them. I think it was on a Raw at the WWE Performance Center. Might have been a SmackDown. I don't even know. They're blowing up Transformers. They're blow, They're breaking windows with bricks. I mean, how tacky is that when, when we just were getting over or in the middle of riots happening here in the United States and WWE decides to do that angle? But nonetheless, you know, they wanted to proceed forward with this group. Now, when you first saw them, they were all dressed in black. I immediately thought it was these ninja guys that we saw. And of course, you know, so that's confusion right there, mixed marketing messaging. But early on, they were on every show destroying things. And what happened is, as we got closer to SummerSlam, Roman Reigns came back, as we all know. All of a sudden, this retribution group was nowhere to be found anywhere pay-per-view or Roman Reigns was or SmackDown. They became exclusive to Raw. What type of renegade group? would be exclusive to a brand. Now, to make matters worse, upon getting signed, they say they were signed because WWE management said it was cheaper just to sign them to contracts than to keep having to pay to get security guards, medical treatment, and damages to the property. Wow. Talk about painting yourself not into a corner, but into a padded room absolutely ridiculous and I feel bad for these guys and girls I mean T-Bar Reckoning whatever their names are these talents are better than this and the thing is if they're going to be this renegade group coming out destroying everything on all shows then they're just delegated to Raw and they got signed to contracts this feels too NXT this feels too WWE scripted now and this had the potential to be something cool, but in order to have been something cool, you would have needed had a, like a big named leader, and we're going to get to that in a little bit, because they do have, I guess, a leader, uh, a new member, which we'll talk about. But like, we know CM Punk ain't going to come back, right? The ultimate thing would be have somebody come back to the company to shock the world and, and head up this faction. Well, you knew that wasn't going to happen, so you're starting to think, yeah, maybe like a Daniel Bryan, like maybe we can build this up, and this could be Daniel Bryan's way back. Or something of such. Xavier Woods. I don't know. I mean, he's with the New Day. But, like, you, you see my point. Somebody within the roster that has some traction, maybe you could have made the leader. They just don't know what to do with this. I mean, they started letting them cut promos with these synthesizers. Very, very much like the foot soldiers from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like Shredder talking. Or Bane from the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, man. And, you know, they got that. At least they're not in the black SWAT team, mistaken for ninjas. So they kind of have a little bit more of an identity. But they come out. And so what are they really doing? You go from destroying all the property, attacking anybody, anytime, to not only being delegated to Raw and, like, kind of mixing it up with mostly just the Hurt business. Now it doesn't feel any like anything. It doesn't feel important. You feel just like a group thrown together to kill TV time, NXT call-ups that basically will fade away on the main roster when this angle is all said and done. And what is this angle for? A Survivor Series match? 
Like when you do groups, you need to have the right leader. You need to make it so people are invested into this group and you watch each week to see what they could do next, what they will say next. And this group just has not had that because the poor WWE creative is screaming through this. And talk about putting it on Raw, you already have major angles, not that they're any good, with the Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins stuff, okay? There's the Raw Underground. I don't even know if that's gone and faded away now. You have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler putting Lana through tables every week. You have Drew McIntyre, you know, in the Randy Orton saga. You already have so much going on. If this retribution thing isn't the main angle, it just doesn't feel important. And I like the Hurt Business. But, like, is the Hurt Business heels? So if retribution or heels, what's the mixed signals coming here, WWE? And, you know, I always wanted to know where they were going with this hacker angle over the spring and summer, and it just kind of dropped. Rumors were it was going to be a few different people. Mustafa Ali was one of them. Well, just this past week on Raw, guess what? Mustafa Ali is with Retribution. And perhaps it seems like he is the leader. Okay. Most of these people in Retribution, including Mia Yim, I think are bigger than Mustafa Ali. He has never built a presence up. Like, we know Daniel Bryan is not a big guy. But he's built up his presence. He's had big moments at WrestleMania. You could bring a guy like that in, let him talk on the mic, it would make sense. Mustafa Ali trying to get over is a cruiserweight. Now now he's behind all of this, so we can get our opportunity. We're here to take over the business because we weren't justified. You know, you, you didn't justify treating us fairly as developmental talents. I mean, come on, what, you got signed to contracts. Last I heard now, you're making money from the company. You're justified. And, and again, nothing against these talents. Like, some of them I would like to see get pushed as single stars, not coming through a group like this, like Dijak, Dominic Dijak, I don't know, Dijakovic. Okay, I call him Dijak because that's what he was on the indies. But now, being mixed up in this group you're losing your identity. And it's just weird because WWE has a lot of people in NXT and there's some people, it's like, maybe they don't ever want to be called up, but like all of a sudden now these, all of a sudden these people are on the main roster, like skipping ahead of all these other people that maybe should be up next. And that's confusing. That's why, you know, is NXT a developmental brand or is it a third brand? Like, Finn Balor's down there. We know he's not developmental, so there's mixed signals, but there are people that want to stay down there for whatever reason or because they're going through personal issues and and, um, controversy right now like Velveteen Dream, but it just sends mixed signals when a group like Retribution, NXT, Performance Center talent get called up. And now we got to believe that this group is pissed about something. Okay, Ali, what are we pissed about, Ali, that you used to be a cruiserweight? And 205 Live and they took that away from you or, you know, you got screwed out of the Kofi, the Kofi screwed you out of a WrestleMania moment. I don't even know at this point. It's just, again, the talent, it's not their faults. They're getting paid. They're on the main roster now. They're getting more TV exposure, right? Because more, even though raw ratings suck, like 1.7 million recently, 
That's more people than watch wrestling combined on Wednesday nights, right, where NXT is. But I'm thinking, where can this go now? Like, you've established this group. You brought Ali now as the leader. Now you have to do something. I mean, yeah, you had Seth Rollins' group for a while, which is kind of fizzling out now where he's basically feuding with Murphy. But, like, there's so many things going on raw. I just, it makes retribution to me just feel lost in the shuffle of just another group just to fill time on a three-hour show. And, of course, why do they put them on Raw with all those people in the group? Because it's a three-hour show. They always give Raw more roster people. And I'm telling you what, if this leads to the same thing over and over again every week, battling with the Hurt Business and maybe a couple other people, it's going to get older than we already think it is. I mean, every time they come out, the shaky cam. Come on, Dunn. Seriously, that shaky cam crap has to stop. We, we know that the camera guys aren't on the ring apron all the time, and when the ring bounces, the camera bounces. We know that they're walking on the floor, the hard, steady, sturdy floor. When you're there watching the event live, which we can't do right now because it's a pandemic, but when we're there, we see them shaking the camera ridiculously for that extra effect. It does nothing for television. If you think it hides the fakeness of any of this, well, just do, this, do the right stuff and you won't have to hide anything. But that's the problem. WWE just gets lost. They paint themselves not into corners, but into padded rooms. And they can't get out. I mean, these windows that they paint themselves in creatively don't even, these rooms that they paint themselves in creatively don't even have a window for them to look out. You know, and I'm not going to sit here and fantasy book, like, you know, other than, hey, Daniel Bryan would have been a great choice as a leader or bring somebody back into the company that you would just think, wow, oh my God, they're the leader? Holy crap. When you do big angles, you have to have big payoffs. And right now, there is nothing big about this because they've went from a group creating havoc and wreckage all over the place to staying as far away from any show Roman Reigns is on, right, because Roman is the guy, to being now led by a cruiser, former cruiserweight, Mustafa Ali, or current cruiserweight. How are we supposed to believe this retribution is a badass group? And of course saying that they got a contract so they didn't do any more damage and hurt security guards because it was cheaper just to give them contracts. What company would do that? You'd, you'd automatically have these people arrested and sue them. And, f- and, and fans are too smart to fall for this crap. I mean, if you're selling this to six and seven and eight-year-old kids, they're going to be even calling you out on it. They're going to they're gonna look at this like, I don't think so. I mean, over the years, we've had great groups that worked out like in wrestling, like NWO, Four Horsemen, D-Generation X, Evolution. And even when they started getting like groups were just being overdone, even Legacy was kind of cool with Randy Orton for a while. The New Day, you know, is a small little Freebirds rules type tag team. But how do we go from all of those, and yes, there were bad ones over the years, to... Retribution, which just sounds so generic of a name. What's, what are you retributing against? Development, you were developmental stars, right? And so you're eventually going to get your spot. So you think now by creating this animosity, and I'm not saying this as a shoot, obviously this is all fake, 
But like the theory is you're mad because you weren't getting your opportunity. Your opportunity was being signed to WWE developmental. Mustafa Ali, your opportunity was being on TV. Sure, you didn't get to the main event of WrestleMania, but you've been as long as you've been healthy, you've been on TV quite a bit. So what are you angry about? Not headlining WrestleMania like Ronda Rousey? Not being the world champion, the universal champion, WWE champion? But you're not saying that. So if you're not saying that, which WWE's not going to have them do because they're not taking this group seriously as main eventers, what, what are you mad about when you're, you've been, you were signed to developmental, you were on WWE TV? That's why none of this makes sense. And it's WWE Creative's fault. I mean, just when I didn't think there could be any group worse than the Dark Order, which did improve with Brody Lee, Robbie Vice and I talked about that. Retribution came along. And again, initially when I saw it, I'm thinking, oh, wow, here are the ninjas. What are they doing with the ninjas? Blowing stuff up. And then I had to separate that. Oh, these aren't the ninjas. Wow, okay, what's this group? Who's the leader? I'm thinking this all the time. They're showing up on any show, right? You don't know what they're going to do at any given WWE event. Then that stopped because I didn't want them anywhere near Roman. So no SummerSlam, no pay-per-views, no SmackDown, right? Makes sense. All for the payoff to be a group led by Mustafa Ali. Great in-ring worker, great talent. And, you know, maybe, maybe this chicken crap will get turned into chicken salad. That's something I heard from Vince Russo. But I just don't believe that it, I just don't see it happening. I just see anything they do with this group, promos, whatever going forward, just getting scrutinized by most of the fans. Yeah, they're going to be the diehards that like some of the workers in this group who love Mustafa Ali, and they're going to sit there and put it over like, this is great stuff now. Oh boy, is this turned a corner. That's going to happen. But like ultimately, they were damaging WWE property, and now they're just like a mid-card faction. Come on, WWE. You are better than that. I expect bigger and better things from you. If you want casual people to turn the channel and see this kind of stuff, and then they might turn it back and then see where you end up going with it, they're not. They're going to be like, oh, this is why I don't watch wrestling. Because you can't go from this badass groups of the past to making a big group with a name that you trademarked and have it come across as tacky and actually digressing since its debut to feel less important. That's my whole problem with this retribution thing. They feel less important now that they're revealed, contracted to Raw, Mustafa Ali is their leader, than when we first saw him blowing up that Transformer at the Performance Center. You can't do a group like that. You need to make it bigger and bigger and build it up like the NWO. Sure, it got too big, but it felt important as it was growing each week. This now has backtracked so much, it just doesn't make sense. But that's WWE for you. And this was another edition of Virtue's Brand of Wrestling, where you get to hear me rant usually about WWE. So I thank you for listening and this is TheBigVitoBrand.com. And Big Vito and I will be back soon with a new edition of Getting Color. So also stay tuned for that. And I'm sure I'll bring Robbie Vice back for a Virtue and Vice at some point as well. Once again, you can follow me on Twitter at NoDQ underscore Virtue. Or go over to my Facebook page, NoDQ.com slash Virtue. See you next time.